الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فمن ياته مؤمنا قد عمل الصالحات فاولئك لهم الدرجات العلى جنات عدن تجري من تحتها الانهار خالدين فيها وذلك جزاء من تزكى صدق الله العظيم مؤسسه علماء الكرام رجزنا الرز الله تبارك وتعالى هز in many many places in the quran sharif given us the guidance and the direction that we want to get safely to akhirat we want to get to jannat enjoy the bounties of jannat without having to go through any difficulties then the path to get there is iman and amal salihah Iman is the key, Iman is the foundation. Without Iman, nothing is acceptable. Nothing will benefit in the Akhirat. The person who did some good in dunya, but did not have the foundation of Iman, then that too is Allah Ta'ala's grace. Allah Ta'ala gives the person some benefit of it in dunya. That the benefit of it comes to him in dunya, But in the Akhirat, the key to Jannat is Iman. In the Akhirat, there can be no benefit of any sort without this wealth of Iman. But together with Iman, repeatedly in the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala has mentioned Amal Salihah. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ So many places, Allah Ta'ala mentions about those who have Iman, and do righteous deeds have amal salihah because this is the path to jannat directly with the fazl of allah taala sometimes shaitan might put this waswasa in the heart that well i got iman alhamdulillah and since i have iman then sooner or later the person with iman will certainly enter jannat and that is our aqeedah that is our belief that a person left this dunya with iman he will certainly enter jannat so if i nauz billah don't make it directly to jannat if i have to go by via some place so eventually i'll get there so it's no big deal nauz billah this is the waswasa of shaitan to make a person start shirking in his amal that now is the time for salah he says well alhamdulillah iman is there and alhamdulillah that's the greatest ni'mat iman is there but that neglect of that salah that is such a major issue that that neglect of that salah has been described in one hadith sharif man taraka salata muta'ammidan faqad kafara that the person who forsook that salah the person who neglected that salah deliberately one is now he without 
neglect, something happened, he had all the arrangements in place, he overslept, something happened which was not in his control. But deliberately the person missed his salah, the wording of the hadith sharif is faqad kafara. Literally translated, he has committed kufr, he has committed disbelief. Now that wording of the hadith sharif, the message in there is meant to shake a person from his heart, to shake his heart right from its root. That subhanallah, what is being said? Faqad kafara. But the muhaddithin then explain that this does not mean that the person iman has left, that he has become a disbeliever, that this is such a major act. One explanation is, this is such a major act that this act does not behove of a Muslim at all. In the time of Rasulullah this was only possible from somebody who didn't have iman. A person who didn't have Iman, he would deliberately just forsake that Salah because he was a Munafiq. So he was pretending to be a Muslim. When he got the chance, he just deliberately just abandoned it. That was a sign of definitely there being no Iman. But after Rasulullah's time, this does not refer to the reality of Kufr. But another very important point that the Muhaddisin explained, that what is actually being stated here is, Al-Ma'asi Baridul Kufr Somebody can just tell us children is constant distraction right in the back on the staircase Another message of this is Al-Ma'asi Baridul Kufr Now this is the point that we are getting to That one meaning of this is that when a person indulges in disobedience of Allah Ta'ala indulges in sin one sin leads to another, that sin leads to another, and when a person starts persisting in sin, this leads to the door of kufr. And Allah forbid, it's just some nudge someday, and the person falls through that door. So that thought that, well, Alhamdulillah, I have Iman, so therefore I can relax and don't really worry if I have missed some amal. I missed my salah, so it's not too, too much of an issue that Nauzubillah, if I have to go via some place also, I'll eventually get there. Allah forbid that this kind of deliberate neglect without that remorse also on top of it and no concern to make up for it, Allah forbid it opens the doorway to deeper involvement in sin and one thing leads to another and eventually the person falls through the door of kufr itself. So therefore Allah Ta'ala repeatedly in the Qur'an Sharif emphasized upon us And this thought that well, Alhamdulillah Iman is there So eventually I'll get to Jannah That definitely is the reality That if a person has left this dunya with Iman His death came on Iman Then that's our aqidah and belief He will definitely get to Jannah someday But that is shaitan's deception to make a person become lax in his amal, that well, even if you go via Jahannam, you'll get there. That is no joke. What do we know what is the fire of Jahannam? What idea we have what is the azab of Jahannam? We can't bear just that little flame of dunya. What do we know about the azab of Jahannam? 
and those who understood this reality, they reminded themselves in that manner. They reminded themselves that you can't bear this little flame here, what you going to be able to bear Jahannam? There's an incident about one young person, Qari Siddiq Hassan Sahib, Siddiq Banvi Sahib Rahmatullah he writes this incident in his kitab, Adabul Mutallimin, that there was this student studying in one of the madrasas in India, young person, in those days there was no boarding facilities in the madaris, and somebody wanted to study, he had to make his own arrangements. Many would find some masjid whereby there were some rooms around, they would sometimes allow people to use those rooms because they have come for some dini purposes. So they would then occupy these rooms, make their own arrangements. Some would take on some responsibility of the Muslim Imam, they would fulfill that role and they would stay there and then they would spend the rest of their time studying. So this youngster was now occupying one of these rooms in one masjid. And now while he used to be there at night, he used to be busy studying, spending his time preparing his work and lessons. So one night while this youngster is busy studying and he's got his little candle there in the times and now there's not even electricity there. And it's happened that suddenly some riots broke out, some something, some disturbance. And in that time, now it's at night, it's after Isha, and something happened. So to seek refuge, maybe that house might have been close by to the masjid, and that house became a target, was in danger. So to seek refuge, one young girl from that house dashed into the masjid. Now she came into the masjid, and now this youngster is there. So he told her that, how can you ever come here, this is the masjid, and there's nobody here, you're not allowed here, you must get out of here. So she says that, don't you understand the situation, my life will be in danger if I walk out from here now. I've run in here to save my life. I cannot take the chance of going out, I'll put my life in danger. Now that became a situation of life and death. Now this is obviously an extraordinary situation. So he said to her that, well if that is the case, so now you go and sit in the far corner, the right at the back. You sit right there and you just sit quietly there. And he came and sat in the opposite corner facing the opposite direction. A small little masjid. Now he spent his time that night continuing with his study. So he's studying his kitab. Now in the candle light, the candle is there in front of him. But now throughout the night, every now and again, he is putting his finger into that flame and taking it out. Obviously it's going to start burning. So he's holding his finger in that flame for a short while, a second, two seconds. But as soon as it starts stinging him, burning, he quickly withdraws his finger. The whole night passed. After quite a bit of the time passed, now he just considered the situation that it sounds, everything is sounding very quiet. It seems like whatever the issue was has now subsided. So then he addresses this girl from his face that, look, please you must now leave. It's now coming close for Fajr time and soon some Musallis will start coming and they are not going to understand what's going on here that you came in here to seek refuge. They're going to see the situation and they're going to, somebody's going to jump to some conclusion which unfortunately is a very common problem that sometimes there's a situation of whatever sort person sees something, he hears something, 
and the next thing is he's already jumped to some very far-fetched conclusion this is all the way that shaitan creates great problems difficulties quarrels disputes breaks up families breaks up friendships breaks up relationships with this badgumani this ill thought immediately takes a person to a negative thinking immediately makes him think something that some some wrong has happened here some evil has taken place one bulug used to keep emphasizing upon his murids that look be very very careful about this badgumani extremely careful about it don't ever allow it to come in and this would be an ongoing advice because the purpose of the advice is not to say something new and every now and again to thrill somebody the advice is to put something in the heart and so that the heart because the heart is king so if it comes down in the heart it will translate into amal if it becomes the condition of the heart then that heart will conduct what the mind thinks it will stay away from badgumani so now he is to keep giving this advice every now and again because this badgumani is the root of all many many problems and shaitan uses this he uses this tool as much as he can anywhere and everywhere in fact somebody said this has become sometimes so far and so deep that if somebody has to advise just on a general note he's giving somebody else advice that look you mustn't have badgumani so now his mind will run now that why is this person telling me this maybe because of this purpose he'll have badgumani about the person's advice regarding badgumani so even that too will become something that will trigger some badgumani that there's some ulterior motive in why he's saying this to me so in any case this sheikh used to keep giving this advice so one day he was walking with all his murids they were going somewhere so they were passing through some coastal area so walking through the shore as they walking through the shore in the distance they can see something they can see one woman dressed not in a decent manner and they can see one young person lying with his head on her lap and there's a bottle close by that bottle too is a bottle the bottle of that's used for wine that kind of a bottle is they kept so now this accidental glance everybody noticed what's going on so in any case they turned away they looked away but now they go to walk past but now in walking while they walking now they looking at each other they looking at each other and in the merely by the gaze also a lot of discussion takes place just in exchange of looks sometimes lot of discussions take place sometimes between parent and child so one look tells the child that i'm in trouble and maybe not now but wait for it later so now the one look says a lot so now they looking at each other those looks were now actually saying something the looks were saying something just now he'll tell us the same thing again and he'll give us the same advice that don't make badgumani about what you saw you saw something but don't make badgumani so now in other words such a glaring situation now it's obvious what's going on here there's some haram happening here and now he'll still advise us don't make badgumani So the sheikh also he picked this up that doesn't require too much of to be a rocket scientist to pick certain things up and those who allah taala has enlightened their hearts they pick up from very fine and very very minute 
points from here and there they pick it up so in any case he picked it up so when he picked it up he didn't say anything just carried on walking but then as they got closer and now they passing they trying to move on so that lady calls out and she says please we are in need of help she says we were coming in a boat that boat sank we managed to make it to shore this is my son and he's got a very very severe fever i managed to find this one bottle somewhere and there's some water in it so i'm trying to give him this water to cool his fever down but please we need some help we were shipwrecked basically oh. now everybody's eyes open that subhanallah what we thought was a clear cut situation we thought that there isn't any other possibility here and this is something that as clear as daylight that there's a problem here there's a problem of haram happening here but it turned out to be the opposite so this is shaitan's handiwork that the shaitan will immediately plant some seed of badgumani to take the mind into a hundred different negative directions so in any case coming back to the incident we were t- discussing now this youngster is saying that look just now the musallis will come and now somebody might start ca- jumping to some conclusion is become difficult for me they might not believe what i'm saying i'll get chased out of this masjid and my studies will all get disrupted so please you go away now so she said fine i'll go away but i want to first i want an answer to something she says please you carry on there's no need to ask she said no i want to i want to ask one question that you repeatedly were putting your finger into that flame this is something nobody does who puts their finger in a flame so what were you doing he said not your business you carry on he said i won't leave till you tell me now he was in a situation on the one hand he wanted to move from there quickly and now she is saying so you don't answer this question i'm not going now he wanted to get rid of her quickly so he finally told her he says well i'm insan also i'm also insan and i am a young person so repeatedly shaitan came to whisper in my heart that now there's the ideal opportunity here who is going to come and make any issue here about it later on mazlik toba this is shaitan's deception or later mazlik toba so in this manner shaitan drops a person into sin that now you can be done with it later mazlik toba a person who falls into a sin he was trying to walk carefully he fell into a sin allah taala protect us now he the remorse came the regret he made toba allah taala forgive him but now the person goes to sin hinging his whole that not over everything will come right we're making toba later so he's making toba the bridge to sin the door is this bridge is there i'll just cross over it that is very dangerous allah forbid when he commits a sin he'll say no we'll just delay the toba till one more time a few more times and then the thought of the toba also doesn't come then the thought of the toba also doesn't come then if somebody even encourages the toba reminds please look remember allah taala is watching make toba what if your life suddenly leaves see no worry carry on so he said i'm an insan also and shaitan was planting this waswasa in my mind repeatedly but every time that this waswasa came i put my finger in that flame and reminded myself that when that thing started burning me that i can't hold my finger in here for 2 seconds 
how am I going to be able to bear the fire of Jahannam? Which is 70 times more severe than the fire of dunya. So I was reminding myself that don't take chances. Jahannam is no joke. The azab of Allah Ta'ala is not a plaything. Allah Ta'ala has not just made some just idle threats Nauzubillah. This is a reality. So we can't take chances. In order to avoid getting anywhere close to Jahannam, the path to Jannat is Iman and Amal Salihah, the direct path to Jannat. And nobody can take a chance that, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll come via somewhere. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So therefore this is what is repeatedly emphasized in the Quran Sharif that look, it's Iman is the key to Jannat. Without Iman, nothing is accepted. Iman is the foundation. Without Iman, whatever good a person did in dunya also is going to be of no avail to him in the akhirat. So without Iman, there's nothing. But together with the Iman, Amal Saliha extremely important to get directly to Jannat with the Fazal of Allah Ta'ala. So in this ayat of the Quran Sharif also, Allah Ta'ala is saying, the person who comes, mu'minan. He has come in the condition that he is a mu'min, he has iman. But, qad amila salihat. That he has done righteous actions. What is righteous actions? Some righteous actions are on a level of farz. The salah, zakat, fasting, hajj. Then there are faraiz pertaining to mu'amalat, dealings. It's also farz. That a person deals in a honest manner, does not usurp somebody's rights, does not consume interest, does not gamble, does not deceive, does not commit fraud. All this is farz. To shirk in this will be to do the opposite, that is a sin. All this is farz, to keep his income halal, he has to ensure that it's done in this manner. There's no deception, there's no harming the next person anyway. And then there's some amal saliha which is on the level of wajib, then there's sunnah, and then there's mustahab, there's nafil. So he has done all the farais, he has done the wajibat, the sunnah te mu'akkada also, they come immediately thereafter, he hasn't shirked in that also. And he has tried to do as much as he could in terms of the nawafil, in terms of other righteous actions. So this is the amal salihah is done. Not just confined to one or two things. Whether then it pertains to the aspects which are compulsory and which have to be done in terms of mu'amalat, mu'asharat, his social life, his akhlaq. Here also this first category is there's the mustahab category. He has tried to do the best he could, but he didn't shirk in what was compulsory. So he came with Iman, قَدْ عَبِنَ الصَّالِحَاتِ Allah Ta'ala says, فَأُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمُ الدَّرَجَاتُ الْعُلَىٰ Those who have come in this manner, they have come with Iman, and they have also come with Amal Salihah. They fulfilled what Allah Ta'ala required of them. They did not cross the line of the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And being insan, if they slipped up somewhere, they fell somewhere, then they immediately made Tawbah. They shed tears of remorse and regret and they cleansed their hearts out. They came to Allah Ta'ala clean. So, for them are those lofty ranks, very high ranks in Jannat. So, Jannat also has numerous ranks. 
Jannat has a hundred ranks and each rank between each two ranks is the distance of a hundred years of journey now these high and lofty ranks of Jannat Allah Ta'ala is promising for who? the person who has come with Iman and he has done all these amal saliha maximized the amal saliha but then further Allah Ta'ala says that لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِيَ الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا Already Allah Ta'ala mentioned these lofty ranks for them and then further Allah Ta'ala says that for them are the gardens of Jannah beneath which rivers flow <coughs> and they would remain therein forever خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا Perpetual <coughs> There is never a time that will come that they will now be removed from Jannah but after all this is now presented, they have Iman, they have Amal-e-Saliha and on based on this Iman and Amal-e-Saliha, Allah Ta'ala is promising these lofty ranks of Jannah and these gardens beneath which rivers flow and Allah Ta'ala is saying they will remain therein forever. After all this has been mentioned, Allah Ta'ala says after all, وَذَلِكَ جَزَاءُ مَنْ تَزَكَّى وَذَارِكَ جَزَاءُ مَنْ تَزَكَّى That this is the recompense of مَنْ تَزَكَّى Those who have made their tazkiyah Iman is there, Amal-e-Salihah they have done Allah Ta'ala is saying for them is all this But in the end again Allah Ta'ala is saying That this is for those who have made their tazkiyah وَذَارِكَ جَزَاءُ مَنْ تَزَكَّى That was very very deep aspect that is mentioned here that look Iman is mashallah there Amal Saliha in place but that Iman and that Amal Saliha will take a person directly to Jannat which has been done with that Tazkiyah Qalb which has been done with that purification of the heart otherwise that Iman is there that Amal Salih is there but Allah forbid if that tazkiyah of the heart is not there that Amr-e-Salih might take a person to Jahannam because it was just externally Amr-e-Salih internally it was something else like the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa which has Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala who used to explain and whenever he used to start explaining it he would start explaining it he would start narrating it as soon as he started narrating it and he would fall unconscious and then he would start narrating it again after he revived and sometimes fall unconscious again it happened that on one occasion three times this happened eventually after the third time he managed to narrate the entire hadith of Rasulullah that on the day of Qiyamah the fire of Jahannam will be kindled that right at the bottom of the fire that which is the most intense part of the fire that is where the first logs are put in so the fire of Jahannam will be kindled with three kinds of people. The person who Allah Ta'ala had blessed with a lot of knowledge of deen, person who Allah Ta'ala gave a lot of wealth, and the person who laid his life down and became a shaheed, and they'll be all called up on the day of Qiyamah, what did you do? People say, well I gave, I did this and I taught people deen and I served deen, and whatever other details. 
Allah Ta'ala saying, you're lying, all this is a lie. All this was done to earn the praises of people. All this was done just to earn some name for yourself. You got that name in dunya, nothing for you in akhirat. You'll be thrown then headlong into Jahannam al-Iyazubillah. And then that wealthy person, what did you do? I spent in the cause of deen, and I supported them, all the works of deen, and I gave in charity, and I supported the poor and the needy, and whatever other things were done with that wealth. Allah says, you are lying also. You are lying, all this was done for some ulterior motive. It was done in order to gain that praise that this is a very uh, generous person or whatever else. Take him and throw him also headlong into Jahannam. The person gave his life, what did you do? I made the ultimate sacrifice. I gave my life for Allah Ta'ala. Said, you are lying also. You gave your life just to be called a very brave person. To gain the praises of people. Are you leaving dunya also? But you are worried about what you are going to be praised about when you are gone. That is now how shaitan takes a person so deep into that, into the negative territory, far away from ikhlas. That even the time when he is not around, he is worried about how people will think about him, rather than thinking, what will I say in the questions of the grave? How will I be seen on the other end? What people will think about me is not going to matter in any way, how I am going to be seen on that side what the angels are going to see me as and how I will appear on the day of Qiyamah that is going to be of consequence what people thought about me, what is going to benefit me if they thought, the whole world thought good of me but if I got in a problem in the cover, how it will benefit me if the whole world thought negatively but the person passed in the cover, passed in the day of Qiyamah so what is that going to harm him, that what people thought about him so the thing to worry about is how I will be seen on that end when the Malaika come to me they will see me as a good person or they will see me as what else? So now this was outwardly amal saliha Outwardly it was very great righteous actions. But because the taskiyah of the heart was missing. So the taskiyah of the heart was missing. These became the means of a person's jahannam. Allah Ta'ala is giving us that message. That look, Iman, this is the key to jannat. And the key to Jannat must be accompanied with his Amale Saliha. But remember that without that Tazkiyah, without that purification of the heart, without removing all those evil qualities of the heart, the malice, the jealousy, the love of dunya, the love of the ego, the pride, the arrogance, and the ostentation, the vanity, ujb, Riya, all these various ailments of the heart, until that is not treated and that is not rectified, and all the beautiful, noble qualities are not inculcated, taqwa is not inculcated, tawakkul and trust in Allah wa ta'ala is not inculcated, yaqeen and conviction in Allah wa ta'ala. Allah alone is the doer, everything is in His control. Allah alone is the controller of the whole universe. Life and death in Allah Ta'ala's control. Life Allah Ta'ala gave and death will only come at that time that Allah Ta'ala has appointed already. Person cannot go one moment, one fraction of a second before that and neither can he extend his life to a fraction of a second. Nobody can extend it. He can be in any condition, any situation but that life and death is in Allah Ta'ala's control and it will only come at, that death will only come at its appointed moment. All this that yaqeen in Allah Ta'ala. So this tazakka, this tazkiya, all this inculcating all these qualities, I mean this tazkiya has been attained. Now the 
key to Jannat is Iman. When the Tazkiyah will be attained, the person will be concerned that that Iman is going to be acceptable on the day of Qiyamah, that Iman which has been Muzakka, that Iman of a heart where the Tazkiyah took place. Otherwise it could be sometimes Allah forbid, appearing to be Iman. A person is thinking there's Iman. But Allah forbid that Iman is not there. And sometimes it becomes apparent in the words of a person. Sometimes it becomes apparent in his action. And these are, Allah forbid, very very dangerous things. From time to time these things come out from people's mouths. But that sometimes exposes what's inside. A person is sometimes encouraged towards some righteousness. Somebody now, because it's his wife now just telling him. Or sometimes it's somebody else's, maybe even their own children telling them something. So now some things are said in response. Now because, who are you to tell me? Now because I cannot accept somebody else telling me something, the pride comes in the way. So now such things are blurted out in response, which jeopardize a person's iman. That I don't need all this, I'm fine. You worry about yourself, I'm okay. Now the person is giving the advice that, look, this is something haram what you're doing. Oh, you are neglecting this farz. I'm fine without all this. You don't have to tell me about it. If I don't do it, it's okay. Now these things are very dangerous. You don't know where exactly it is. It might just sometimes trip a person off the cliff. And might fall in the pit. Now, if that tazkiyah is not made of the heart, then sometimes that iman might just be appearing to be iman. In reality, it's already all hollowed from inside. person sometimes makes some comment against some command of Allah wa ta'ala command of inheritance now he got some comment about it the command about for example now he read something in the media and that the thief his hand must be cut off Nauzubillah he starts regurgitating the things that the media and the western ideology has put into his mind and he starts using such language about it which takes his iman out of his heart so the tazkiyah extremely essential that is what will safeguard that Iman. It will build that Yaqeen, it will build that Taqwa, build that Tawakkul, build that Inabat and Ruju ilallah, that turning to Allah ta'ala. And likewise, if that Tazkiyah is there, one is Iman, inshallah that Iman will be made. If the Iman is made and the Tazkiyah is there, one effect of Tazkiyah is that Tazkiyah will take him towards Amal. Now the person wants to get straight to Jannah, he doesn't go by anywhere. And the path to that is Iman and Amal Saliha. If the Tazkiyah of the heart has been attained, then that Tazkiyah will drive him towards Amal. It will drive him towards Salah. It will drive him to the Masjid. It will drive him towards picking up the Quran Sharif. Towards making the Zikr of Allah Taala. Towards begging and talking to Allah Taala in Dua. Towards doing what he can to help others towards uplifting deen, serving deen. So all this, what will drive him towards it? Tazkiyah. To the extent that the Tazkiyah has been attained, it will take him forward in that direction. And to the extent Tazkiyah is attained, amal saliha takes a person to Jannah. The opposite, amal sayyah evil actions, takes a person towards Jahannam. So now he has to stay far away from that. Tazkiyah takes him far away from amal sayyah Tazkiyah becomes the barrier. Tazkiyah becomes the shield that protects him from those sins. 
Now because that Tazkiyah has been attained, he has worked on his heart, he has made an effort to cleanse his heart out, to bring the consciousness of Allah wa ta'ala. Now when Shaitan puts that waswasa, now he, immediately his heart is very very tr- in great distress. How can I even entertain this thought? How can I look in this direction? How can I even look at this haram? How can I get, I get involved in these sins? This is extremely dangerous for my iman. It's a, such shamelessness in front of Allah wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala is seeing my heart. Allah ta'ala knows what I'm doing. Allah ta'ala knows what I'm thinking. How can I indulge in this? What will make him think in that manner? Tazkiyah. Because Tazkiyah would have cleansed his heart out, cleansed his mind out. So in a clean place, the slightest dirt is immediately perceived. On a clean cloth, clean, somebody's got a clean white kurta on day of peed, prime, completely shining, new, never worn before. And now he comes out and some speck of dust comes also, he sees it immediately. And it worries him immediately too. That he wants to enjoy Eid. Now how is he going to enjoy Eid with this dirty kurta? There is just one speck on it. So now he wants to have that Eid in a way that is no... Everything must be up to scratch. So now he immediately goes and washes it out. So likewise, the person wants to have the Eid of Jannat, perpetual Eid of Jannat. And he's going to go through any difficulty to get there. So now any slight speck, because that Tazkiyah is made, now that clean heart, the slightest dust comes on it. He immediately detects it. And now he detects it, he becomes very concerned. He's in sun, some dirt can fall on it too also sometimes. But then he is restless. He's completely restless. And he is now worried about cleaning it. But now what will make him restless? When first he's clean. He has made an effort to clean it out. But if it was already dirty and he left it dirty and he didn't bother about it, now more dirt falls on it. Who notices the difference? Now that mechanic is overall is already covered in grease. From top to bottom is covered in grease. Now it's covered in grease and some dust came on it. There's already so much of grease. What that dust is going to make any difference? Where is going to even notice it? And then his child came and made some marks with a pen on that overall. This whole overall is black with grease. Now oh, there's few pen marks, what it bothers? Who's going to worry about it? So likewise that heart is filled with the grease of sin. Then now something happens, there is already, who worries about it? It's already dirty. So therefore this taskiyah, fazalika jaza uman tazakka, Allah Ta'ala says this is the recompense of the one who has made the taskiyah. The Tazkiyah will take him towards righteous actions. And the Tazkiyah will drive him away from sin. So everything now has come down to the root of Tazkiyah. That Iman is the key. Key to Jannat is Iman. And that Amal-e Salihah are necessary to go directly there. But that Iman will truly become Iman. And that Amal-e Salihah will truly become Amal-e Salihah. Which are acceptable in the court of Allah Ta'ala. When the tazkiyah has been made, fazalika jaza uman tazakka. Now this tazkiyah, person for his little physical ailments, there's so many steps that are taken. There's some medication. Then that is not sufficient. Then the doctor that is not sufficient. The specialist, and then sometimes there's some hospitalization, and there's an operation, and so many things are done. And then a person can't afford it, he's borrowing to pay for it to get it done. Why? Because his physical health is of great importance to him. And definitely, 
He has to look after this amanat of Allah Ta'ala. But just as that physical health is very important, but that physical health one day will definitely come to a stop. Because one day, let alone physical health, the life will go. Forget the physical health, there won't be any life. In illness, he can barely move his fingers, he can't move his hand, he can barely take some steps, but he can't run. But when life goes out, he won't be able to blink also. When life goes out, he won't be able to shake the tongue to say, one Subhanallah. When life goes out, he'll be lifeless, won't be able to do anything. But then, the spiritual life will continue. And the life of Akhirat will continue. So now the physical health is also very important. And the physical ailments must be treated. In order to look after the physical health. But that is temporary. That will finish off in dunya. Then another life will start. And the spiritual life will continue with that life of Akhirat. This Rohani life, this will continue. So just as the physical ailments, person detects some problem, becomes very concerned, likewise we have to get these spiritual ailments detected. That I have got uncontrolled lust. What do I do about this? My eyes are not in control. My ears are not in control. My heart is not in control. It's all the time engaged in fantasizing haram and whatever else. How do I get this? This cancer has now come into me. My uh, hands are not in control. My feet are not in control. And I'm getting involved in this and that and the other. Oh, this malice in my heart. There's this jealousy that is burning in me. There's this pride and arrogance. I need to sort all these things out. How do I get past all this and rectify myself? Just as that physical ailment that gets a person in a very, very perplexed moment. He's very concerned. He gets him extremely worried. He's moving from one person to another. He's taking a second opinion. And sometimes he's not even satisfied with that. He's going for a third opinion to get himself sorted out. Because somebody said something, but my pain is still there. He said, no, it's all fine. doesn't look like it's fine. I'm still having this pains and ache. He's going for a second opinion. So now these spiritual ailments, these physical ailments, if it's not getting sorted out, the person is trying this, that and the other, it will nevertheless finish off with death. But if the spiritual ailments are not treated, Allah forbid the consequences of that will continue after death. The consequences of that will continue in the Qabr. will continue on the day of Qiyamah. Allah forbid it takes a person to Jahannam. So likewise, we have to be very concerned about treating the heart, the spiritual heart, making tazkiyah of our hearts, rectifying those spiritual ailments, inculcating the right qualities, the noble qualities, building up this connection and ta'aluk with Allah wa ta'ala, becoming the true and obedient servants of Allah ta'ala, then inshallah, dunya also will become a place of peace, a kind of jannat. Because the jannat of dunya is really in the heart. The jannat of dunya is really in the heart. Because many a person has got no material possessions. Illa mashallah, some very anything. And he is down and out, but his heart is still brimming in joy. He had his simple food, he put his head down on that some hard surface, and he slept down on the floor, and he is enjoying that sleep of his, and he wakes up refreshed, and he's content. And he's worshipping Allah ta'ala. And subhanallah, he's fine. And there are people who, they don't want anything else. They say, alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with everything. I have imam, Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with my needs. And the simple shak I have, whatever else, my life is carrying on, I'm fine. Obviously there's some inconvenience, I'm fine. So how come he's fine? 
How come we can't imagine how he's fine? Because he's really inside the heart. He's really inside the heart. He's fine in his heart, that contentment. That contentment has made him fine. And sometimes a person is in the lap of every luxury. And the heart is still in turmoil because that contentment is missing. So the Jannat is really inside. Now that contentment is missing, there's just never peace. Because there's always this, there's some sense of deprivation. With everything, there's a sense of deprivation. And now the sense of, I'm still missing out. There's so much more that I have to still do and get. So now life just passes in that manner. So this is what we have to strive for, strive for the tasya of the heart. Connect ourselves to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Then this dunya also will become a place of peace for us. And the akhirat is the real place. That is the real abode. That is what we have to aspire for. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala bless us with the direct path to Jannat. Allah ta'ala bless us with the true iman. That iman which is muzakka, which is that purification of the heart has been achieved. That amal saliha which has stemmed out of this tazkiya of the heart. And Allah ta'ala bless us with his obedience at every moment in life. Save us from every disobedience. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين ميزكر فرفي منس من دعوة إن شاء الله stated in the Hadith Sharif that the person recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah what this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of righteous deeds and save him from sin and this is the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah inshallah we try and make this a daily practice to recite La ilaha illallah hundred times inshallah recite the Rujan La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bima huwa ahnu La ilaha illallah 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 La ilaha 
ربنا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلق المعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive us يا الله Allah forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Show your makhfirat of the ummah, Ya Allah. Show your rahmat of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Bless us and the entire ummah. The topic of those amal that you are pleased with, Ya Allah. The bring down rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such amal that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Make us among your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Make us among your pious servants, Ya Allah. Make us among your loyal servants, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Grant us the tazkiyah of the heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us all the noble and beautiful qualities, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with ikhlas, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with taqwa and tawazu, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with tawakkul and yaqeen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with inabat and ruju, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out of all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our hearts muzakka, musaffa, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bless us with the true strength of iman, Ya Allah. Grant us beautiful amali salihah, Ya Allah. Fill our amali salihah with barakat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill it with acceptance, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Give us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to fulfill all the laws of deen, Ya Allah. Bless us with the beautiful akhlaq of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, grant us his beautiful mu'asharat and mu'amalat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ailment, Ya Allah. Those are in financial difficulties, Ya Allah, remove with dafiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at the time of our death, take us with La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah Allah take us on Iman-e Kamil Ya Allah Take us on Tawbat al-Nasuh Ya Allah Take us at a time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you Ya Allah 
make our cover gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Don't take us to task on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Allah grant us Jannat without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. And all those who ask us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Allah, you grant each one's dies needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Remove the sorrow, grief, anxiety from the hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill the hearts with Ismanan and Sukoon, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Make this Ummah one, Ya Allah. One on Haq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us every khair, Ya Allah. Save us from every shar, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين